Hello, and welcome to Returning to Us, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to hack your brain, build and strengthen relationships, and to teach people how to recognize and neutralize their emotional states. I'll discuss emotional intelligence and regulation, how food and exercise impact the body and brain, and share lessons from my own lived experiences. I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer, the founder of The Behavior Hub, which is an organization that works to reduce the stressors of raising and educating children through a brain and biology-based lens. In these episodes, I'll share stories and strategies from my own life, work, and research, answer listener questions, and wrap it up with a try-it-at-home tip. Decades worth of information in just minutes. You ready? Today, I feel like I always start that way. And today we start with the nervous system. I love the nervous system. I know I, I say that about everything I talk about and I do love everything I talk about or I wouldn't waste my energy talking about it. But <laughs> the nervous system is so fascinating to me. And the, the part of the nervous system, the sector that I really want to dig into here is in short called the ANS the autonomic nervous system. And I'm gonna take two episodes to break this system into two parts, the sympathetic side and the parasympathetic side. But what you need to know is that the ANS, the ANS, is part of the nervous system that we cannot control. Everything here in the body, it operates without conscious awareness. So think about the work your liver does, how your heart beats, <laughs> your intestines and your digestive system, all of those things without conscious awareness, the, the ANS really, it, it's what, what operates and, and impacts all of those things. So the one we're going to focus on today is the SNS, the sympathetic nervous system. This one is super important, mostly because many of us are living in our SNS right now. <laughs> so um, the SNS really initiates excitement or elevated emotion and the PNS, the parasympathetic nervous system causes relaxation. So as you might've already figured out, they work like yin and yang. They work together and uh, balance each other out. And that's why there are two of them. And as we know about most things in the universe, in the world, there are often cycles and, and opposites. So think about this way. You are hiking a mountain and you get to the peak and you get to the edge and your heart starts to race and your palms start to sweat. <laughs> and um, what else does your body do? Well, in some small sense, or maybe in some very noticeable and large sense, your body goes into alert mode. It might tense up and you feel this internal like fear or anxiety. So that is your SNS being activated. That is your really unconscious awareness of your bodily systems saying like, this is dangerous. I'm scared. Step away from the edge. <laughs> Or if you're some kind of adrenaline junkie like me, like, let me get closer. My, my heart isn't beating fast enough yet. Um, and that's 
ironic and, and not ironic at all, because as I'll tell you later, my childhood and life has, has continually put me in the SNS. Therefore that like muscle is much stronger and it takes more, a little bit more to activate it. Cause I'm so used to being stuck in it, but more on that later. Okay. So you're at the edge of the, the mountain or peak and your body is like, step away from the edge. I'm getting scared. SNS is activated. How do we deactivate the SNS? Take some steps back, do some deep breathing, say a safety mantra. All of those things will activate your PNS. Your body goes into relaxation mode. Psychological crisis averted. <laughs> okay. So it, the SNS is the pathway through which we respond to danger. It's created for good reason. It keeps us safe <laughs> and we need this to survive. And it's how we've gotten so far as human beings, which is kind of cool, right? Systems, they save us. <laughs> but the problem with today's world is we and kids especially are getting kicked into that. I shouldn't say kicked into, we are jumping into the SNS that side of the nervous system. We keep going in there. It's like a practiced, repetitive exercise mode because even if it's not big things that are scaring us, it is small things. So stressors, lack of control, demands, like all these things can cause us or kids to go into the SNS. And then we, or especially them, because they don't have as well-developed systems as we do, they are tense, defensive, aggressive, aggressive and aggression comes out. You'll see reactivity, defensiveness, impulsiveness, all those, again, unconscious choices, behaviors come out. They're out of fear or anxiety. So let me give you some examples from my own childhood. Raised in a multi-abusive environment, many exposures to many pretty significant stressors, and because of that, my body kept bumping into the SNS side and it's like a muscle. And when you exercise it over and over and over and over again, it becomes your stable state. So I didn't learn about any of this until well into my twenties and never knew that certain choices I made, certain things I, I would seek were really to satisfy this desire of, of overactivity of the SNS. So love roller coasters, love going fast, love motorcycles, love heights, love rock climbing, um, preferably like workouts and, and exercises and, and movement that are a little bit more like fast paced, high intensity, spinning class, all of those things, boxing. And although, you know, movement and some of those things necessarily aren't they aren't bad. All I'm doing is staying in my zone of comfort, which is my SNS. And that isn't healthy. You want balance between the two. And by staying in my SNS, I live in this heightened state of emotion. And that just means that like some of my body systems are in microwaves deteriorating in the long term. That can cause some serious health problems, diabetes, liver problems, heart disease, stroke. There's a lot of research on this. We don't want to live in our SNS. We want to jump into it, feel safe, come back out. Or we want to jump into it, recognize we jumped into it, do something to activate the opposite side and get back to equilibrium. The goal, the point is always to get back to equilibrium. If you were someone like me who is over-exercised in that area, we didn't spend much time getting back to equilibrium. So now as an adult, I am working on retraining my system and integrating a lot of things 
that are on the opposite side. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's not easy and it's not fun. I, it's not my comfort and I don't love it, but I know scientifically it's helping. And I am seeing the, the impacts of it and the effects of it. it. They just weren't felt right away. So I'm doing a lot more yoga, meditation, mindfulness, stretching, and cutting out a lot of the boxing and adrenaline-based activities. And it's not to say I can't do them ever, I'm just saying that I need to balance out. I need that yin and that yang a little bit better. And because of it, I am feeling much more relaxed and I am feeling like I have a much clearer mind and I'm able to manage my emotions better. So the goal being recognize when you are in that SNS and then do something to activate the opposite side. And take a, a look at your life and think about all the things and choices that you do. Are they more SNS or PNS things? And do you have a balance between the two? And how can we help kids stop exercising their SNS and find ways to, to get back to neutral? Because the more they get back to neutral, the more that becomes their stable state. Really, we, we, we call the SNS the fight, flight, freeze. Well, the fight, flight response. So it is that higher elevated emotional energy side, that stress side. <laughs> so just big takeaway today, when you are feeling stressed, anxious, and your body and your nervous system kicks you into high gear, do the opposite. The opposite will balance you. Okay. So what are some examples of things that kids could do? Because we can think about what works well for us, but what works well for kids? Well, stretching. And sometimes just stretching alone doesn't entice them. So how can we motivate them? Bring in things like foam rollers and they have like massage leg rollers. Like these things are, are very reasonable, very cheap. You can get them even used, recycled. Um, Dollar General, Amazon, and the manipulatives, the, the items, the physical props really help to motivate kids. Incorporate minutes of silence into your day. You could do two minutes silence, 30 seconds of silence, whatever you want or desire or works for the class, but taking moments to just let their brains and bodies come down. You could do micro meditations. The earlier you teach it and the, the smaller doses that you teach them, the more they become regulated to it and the more you can increase time. Mindfulness activities. There's so many fun kids' mindfulness activities. I mean, he, here are just some examples. Drawing, painting, um, building, sculpting, like everyday objects, like have the, the child pick something around the room and then they recreate it with Legos or with Play-Doh or whatever it may be. Uh, something even like savor the flavor where if they're eating a snack at home or at school, you see who can eat the, fo the food the slowest, who can be mi most mindful of the, the flavor, the sensations, the taste, the texture, all those things. Or again, at home, you can't really do this at school not necessarily appropriate, but blindfold taste test, get a new food, fruit, something like that, and um, expose the whole family to it even with blindfolds on and try and figure out what it is, describe it, you know, a fun little activity that takes three minutes. And a, a really fun thing I like to do with that one is most cities have a, usually like an Asian or Indian market or some type of cultural market. Uh, H Mart is a great place to go. 
And those markets will have a lot of unusual fruits or vegetables that we may not normally see at a grocery store. And exposure to them not only works on the sensory component and the mindfulness component, but it also can be a learning activity where you can teach kids about the food of that area and where it comes from and different cultures. So there can be a lot of fun in there. All right, that's enough science. That's enough talking about the SNS and the PNS and the ANS, all the sins. Um, but figure out where you are, figure out where your kids are, figure out how to help them get back to neutral, figure out how to help yourself get back to neutral. And that takes us to today's listener question, which is, what do we do? This came up in a, in a presentation I recently did. Someone said, there, are, there is a particular child who is like avoidant, escapant. He's, he leaves these activities or certain activities and he'll, he'll like abuse the calm down area. And he'll sit in there for a long time to avoid the activity and not really use the, the area the way it's supposed to be used. So what do I do to get him to come back to the group? I think if I recall, this particular child was like kindergarten, first grade. Okay, so my first thought is if the child does not wanna be a part of the group or does not wanna be a part of what you're doing, it's not really on the child to change, it's on us to change. If they don't feel motivated to be a part of something that we are doing, what can we do to change what we are doing to get them to want to be included? How can I find a motivator for them? Add that motivator into the activity they might want to join. If the child is old enough, I might, if it's a reoccurring problem and it's significant enough, I will problem solve with them. I will go through the four steps of problem solving. You felt. I felt problem, what are some solutions? And we come up with a way together to get us both what we need and want. The thing is just getting curious. Instead of just trying to fix and stop and solve the behavior, I'm gonna ask myself and maybe ask the child, what's going on? I'm curious to know, I wanna know more. And not in a blaming and shameful way, but out of true curiosity, because often they have the answers that we want. And the final step would be to figure out what the underlying need is. There's some type of need that a child is trying to get. The, the escape behavior, the avoided behavior is being used to get the need met. So what's the need? And often in many cases, this will be a, a need for attention and their leaving of the group or area without consent is going to probably get them attention. So it's going to get them exactly what they're looking for. So if you wanna learn more about the needs areas, and how to figure out which need is underlying a behavior problem, go hop on our blog site or go back and listen to old podcasts where I break down all the needs areas for you. But that's gonna be a big, big one. Get to the root cause of the problem and you'll be able to solve why the behavior is happening. Okay, to wrap up the show today, I am going to share with you a try it at home tip, which is instead of going for coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon, try eating something with texture. So it could be something sour, could be something sweet, could be something crunchy, could be something chewy. But by choosing a food that activates your senses, it will wake up your body. Ironically, this is completely opposite of what we just talked about with the nervous system. If your body is groggy and tired, you are not in the SNS. You're actually in the opposite side. You're stuck in the PNS. And we don't wanna get stuck there either. So you've got to do something to not slow your body down because it's already slow to wake it up. How do you wake it up? Activate the senses in a strong way. Coffee, stimulants, 
we'll do that caffeine but also foods will do that so even a hot or cold food temperature change will will help with that too so consider replacing your coffee or at least trying it out with something that activates the senses in a different way all right that's it for today's episode of returning to us podcast remember try it at home tip which is ditch the coffee find a sensory-based food And if you would like me to answer one of your questions on a future show, email me at podcast at thebehaviorhub.com or send me a text, 717-693-7744. And don't forget to lock in what you learned today. Very sciencey. An easy way to do this, pop a comment down below. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Let me know what you're stuck on or with. And then share this information with someone else. That will help you to lock it into your brain. Until next episode, I am Lauren Spiegelmeyer and thank you for joining me.